0: You are listening to The Postcast presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast and, of course, by our friends over at the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, great drinks, and great service. If you're there at 779 Bank Street, let them know that the Locked On Senators Podcast sent you. I'm Brandon Pillar, joined by Laleem's Martian at Laleem's Martian. Following a 3-2 overtime loss to the Carolina Hurricanes on the road, this was a game that the Ottawa Senators, they had their work cut out for them. Two new reinforcements brought up from Belleville for this game Martian, Igor Sokolov, friend of the show, and possible goalie of the future, Levy Marilinen, both good efforts, but not quite enough to get the job done here as the Hurricanes ultimately get the best of the Sens in a wild Reft game, Martian. What are your overall thoughts after this overtime loss?
1: A uh, bit of a disappointing finish there, Pilsy. But I mean, they pushed really hard, and and you just mentioned the refereeing. Uh, they got in the sense way a little bit too here tonight. So um, you know, overall disappointing finish. But I, I like the way I like the effort, and uh, you know, the two young guys look really good, especially Marilinan. I feel like Sokolov looked improved, but Marilinan had just a, a really nice debut, and it was nice to see for him. Darn shame that we couldn't get that win, Pilsy. I know
0: it would have been nice to get that win as he would have joined uh, many other goalies this uh, season with their first NHL start of the year and some of them of their career getting big wins, but just couldn't happen as uh, Martin Natchez. Ne- my God, I did not realize how good of a player he was. He, he showed that tonight, not only with the game winner, but throughout the game. But Martian, while we're talking about Maryland, let's get to the start of this game where I thought it was going to be a good game for Marilina right from the start, because similar to Dylan Ferguson's uh, start, he gets a couple quick shots right away, makes a couple good saves. And as our friend Pete Fry, the the goalie mindset guy, would say, he looked dialed in. And I thought Marilina did look dialed in. Unfortunately, with less than two minutes into the game, the Carolina Hurricanes open the scoring here. But I wouldn't say that that's any fault of uh, Levy here as uh, the former Sen, Stefan Nason, gets the rebound, banks it off the boards. A nice pass, and Brady Shea, one timer from the point. That's tipped by Cocking the Emmy out front. Not much chance for a young goalie there with a quick tip play, eh, Martian? <laughs>
1: No, and and you said you know he he got those first few saves in there early, and that's exactly the kind of start you want for him. But um, yeah, that goal, Pilsy, you can't you can't blame him at all. I mean, Kokkinami's standing two feet in front of him, and he gets his stick on that, and it, and it yeah. just goes the other way, and and finds his way to the back of the net. So definitely not going to give him blame on that one at all. And I mean, two minutes into his career, welcome to the show moment right there for him, right?
0: I know the the Pilsy mush I had the shutout bet at FanDuel <laughs> uh, it didn't even last two minutes but were you sitting there Martian and are you thinking okay he had a couple good saves but a goal gets let in right away that's gonna kill this kid's confidence or what was your vibe around uh, Levy for the first little while after that goal?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, yeah, I had to worry about that a little bit, right? Like, you never know how anyone's going to react to that. We've seen him at times, like in the World Juniors and other kind of pressure situations. Yeah. He he has been pulled before. Like he's this. I know he's got a, he's coming off a nice shutout in the AHL and a really nice uh, season in the fin- in Finland over there. But um, you never know, Pilsy, right? Because like you, you get you get a quick one and and you you get out of your head a little bit and and it can go south pretty quickly for a twenty year old goalie.
0: Yeah, I thought he still was able to keep some poise there as not uh, long after Burns makes that great move to get through Branstrom and then a pass right out front and uh, Levy Maryland has to be there for a big save. And that's just moments later. And I thought what Levy did really well in this game is he reads the play like not too often were those cross ice cross crease passes by the Hurricanes. They didn't have him kind of surprised and out of position. He's able to read the play, glide over nicely, stay square to the shooter, and make a good save. And not only make a good save, but I thought his rebound control on those big saves was pretty good as well. So only letting in three goals and taking it all the way to overtime versus the Carolina Hurricanes, pretty decent for the young Tendy.
1: Yeah, for sure, and, and I agree 100 percent with what you just said about the rebound control. Because yeah, I felt like he was really tracking the puck well. There was a few moments where maybe he got lucky and just kind of sat in front of him, and the and the whistle did end up blowing. Um, but overall, yeah, you were, you're you're 100 right. He was pretty locked in.
0: Locked in, Levy. You love to see it. And let's get uh, to part of the refing here. And Martian, I want to get your opinion on this one because Patty Brown is knocked down by I think it's Shane Gotsispeare and. As he's knocked down, when he falls and hits the ice, his stick kind of pops up and bounces on him a little, and it catches Gothis Bear in the face, and he's bleeding. I mean, on face value, high sticking, bleeding pe- a player, double double minor penalty. That's as easy as it is. But they do end up reviewing this one, but ultimately it does stand as a double minor. What were your thoughts on that? Were you thinking, okay, maybe this will get called back? Or are you thinking, no, that's, that's clearly a double minor?
1: I mean, you have to be in control of your own stick, and and the only time I think it's allowable to actually, you know, hit hit some another player in the face with your stick is when it's on the follow through of one of your own shots, and and that just wasn't the case here. As accidental as it was, though, Pilsy, because he was falling, and yeah. it was completely an accident. Like he's not like he was, you know, trying to take the puck and just missed and hit him in the face. He was just falling, and his stick was going that way, and it just worked out kind of poorly that <laughs> someone's face happened to be right in the path of his stick as he's falling down.
0: <laughs> who put that face there? That's probably what uh, Patty Brown is wondering. Um, but I'm the same with you, Martian. Like right away, I was like, that sucks. But ultimately you are always responsible for your own stick, no matter what happens. And when you catch a guy like that right around the puck, the ref's going to see that double minor it is. And unfortunately that one ends up being a big one. But before the, the hurricane score on that one, nature another great one timer and levy. He's just slides over Nice catch. Ho-hum. Not a big deal. Good save. And uh, I thought that was another one of his poised saves. But then the loose puck goes to Brady Shea. He had a really good night, in my opinion. And he just kind of slides over to the circle. And its I don't want to call it a muffin shot, Martian, but it's not a laser by any means. That's one of those where the accuracy is more important than the power and getting it off at the right time. Because he waits and waits. There's a nice screen in front. And then he just kind of floats it in past Levy. And you know, when you see that shot, you'd like to say, okay, a slow shot like that, you'd like to get a piece of, but there's so much chaos and
1: traffic in front on the power play. I'm not blaming that one on Levy. Pilsy, I don't know if you saw I posted a great angle of that of that goal on my Twitter, and it actually did deflect as well. That shot oh, it does deflect. That's why okay. it looked like, yeah, the 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 man who was covered in the point, it went off his pants. So it was heading straight kind of towards Levy. And then it, it took a it took a right turn and, and went towards that far post instead. But mean that man, that screen in front, there, like you can't see anything to begin with. Uh, the only way he would have stopped that is if it if it, is if it hit him because yeah, like he he was kind of peeking over this way, and then it ended up going the other way on him. So it was just it was just bad luck. And and uh, another one that you, you definitely can't blame uh, Levy Marilainen for that one either. No, especially. especially it's at the end of a four minute kill, basically, right.
0: So, yeah that's the thing like it was a big kill and levy was really good on that and yeah I hadn't realized it deflected but now we get to another instance where the refs played a big role in this one and Ross tweeted out from Adsense Central on Twitter the weirdest goal review challenge I've ever seen they're challenging and the ref was the refs do a good job of this when there's a challenge they do a very clear explanation what is the coach challenging on the play and the ref says, uh, the challenges for a missed stoppage on a high stick, and right away I'm thinking, what? Like, when did this happen?
1: So DJ even had the exact st- timestamp that it happened. He oh, I didn't realize he, that. Okay, you know, it was at 4:41 because he must have had his guy in his ear telling him exactly yep. when it happened, so he could articulate that that to the ref to actually get the challenge done properly. Because you're right. I think he needs to establish what exactly he's challenging for. Yep. And so, yeah, he actually called out the time and everything. And, and obviously, I mean, to me, upon review watching it, I'm like, oh, this one's going to come back if, if they actually deem it to be a high stick, you know, where he made contact with the puck. Because to me, there was no denying that he had touched the puck. You know, it was spinning a certain way and it was moving in a certain direction. And it wasn't, the you know, it was a huge deflection, but it's he definitely got a piece of it. Um, so I, I thought you could pretty clearly see that on the on the slow motion replay, especially from that one angle from the far side boards coming down. Yep. Um, but it, they, they ended up calling it a goal anyway. So I don't know. I really don't know um, why. Um, maybe they just decided, you know, he, he didn't touch it, even though like, I, I mean, just as a regular person with eyes watching that, like you can kind of see that he did touch it. Um, so maybe they just didn't think the stick was high enough or something. You never know what the explanation actually could be there, but I don't like it. Yeah, as
0: it got further and further into review, I was kind of sitting there and being like, okay, maybe there's a chance this is going to get called back, but the thing is, and this is what I always keep in mind, it was called a goal on the ice. So unless there's 100% clear, uh, definitive proof that, Whatever takes the goal back, they're sure on it. You can't overturn it. You can't uh, disallow that goal. And yes, I agree with you. Anyone can assume and come to the conclusion that that puck was tipped. But just with the way the camera access is, it's hard to see the puck going behind the blade of the stick. And I think the issue there is... There was no point where 100% you could say, okay, there it is that it hits the stick because it could be a couple inches off. The puck is already fluttering a little bit. So I thought he touched it. It seemed that way. But I think in Toronto, they're saying we can't, fully pinpoint exactly where the stick hits the puck
1: yeah see that's the thing i don't understand because they they should have access to all the cameras in the building to be able to make the right call and it's not the refs just looking at it on the ipad in the in the in the bench you know in the penalty box trying to determine it themselves they've got a whole team of people up there who are reviewing this and i don't know how they miss it we look i mean we got to call a spade a spade it was it was another just blown call it was it was pretty pretty blatant um very slight, but they got to be able to catch that with today's modern technology, right? Like, come on. Otherwise, yeah. why are we even reviewing anything if you can't if you can't see that?
0: You would think they would have the angle, but I, again, I'm not saying he didn't touch it. So, if people in the chat are uh, pissed at me, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm explaining the fact that I think they probably couldn't fully say that they did it, and from that stance, you have to allow the goal. So it's unfortunate, but that makes it two nothing, and. The real gut punch to this one, Martian, is, as we mentioned, it's a double minor penalty. They score on it with 14 seconds left, so the power play's over. Yeah, sonk, you get a failed challenge, the power play's right back at it. So that was a bit of a demoralizing uh, sequence there. But in the end, it ends up being uh, 2-0 for the Hurricanes after the first. I thought the Hurricanes really controlled pace of the play for that first period.
1: Yeah, I agree. For the most part, it felt like a home game for them and they're they're pretty good on their home ice. And uh, yeah, for sure. I I feel like you're right. Um, It was just kind of unfortunate the way that one ended up shaking out. It should have been maybe one nothing going into the end of the first instead of two.
0: And then the Sens get a big momentum boost. Hey, we just killed off that double minor that we didn't like uh, either. And uh, if you want to know if the Sens thought that was an okay penalty, look at the replay of Patty Brown leaving the penalty box. He is giving that the yeah. death stare. Oh, man. And yeah, as Ryan B. writes in here, well, with this loss, Sens go from 0.01% chance of playoffs to 0.001% chance of so you're telling me there's a chance, Ryan. That's what I'm hearing out of that. Yes, exactly, Ferg. Um, so 2-0 Hurricanes here. And this uh, goal by the Ottawa Senators, I thought, it was a great job. Just a quick, simple hockey. Giroux dumps it in. Cat retrieves it. He curls around the corner, is waiting, waiting, sees Giroux coming in after he dumps it. And it's a backdoor tap and it makes it 2-1 and that's Claude Giroux's thirtieth goal of the season. Martian, did you think Giroux was going to get to thirty goals this season?
1: No, I thought like maybe mid twenties would have been great. I yeah. would have been very happy with that. But yeah, for him to hit thirty is a really nice accomplishment at this age, especially with his, it's only the second time he's ever done it in his career too, Pilsey. So, um, you know, that's a that's a great that's a great milestone for him to hit, and he's the one actually too who who made a great play along the far boards before DeBrincat ended ended up getting the puck. To you know, stop a play going the other way with yeah. kind of a diving play, um, and yeah, that was a good play for him to kind of set set himself up for the puck to go the other way, and him ultimately getting that goal.
0: I think that's that's hockey karma, right, Martian? Like you make a good uh, gutsy defensive play like that, and typically you're going to get end up getting rewarded later on, even in that same shift. So. Great job by Claude Giroux. What a legend. I'm so excited that he's an Ottawa senator. Uh, it just be, <laughs> feels good to have a guy like that here. And I thought uh, Ridley Gregg had a couple really good opportunities here. I mean, speaking of Giroux, I th- think him and Giroux are just such a good pair. Giroux feeds Greg in the neutral zone and uh, he gets past Burns and does a wide backhand deke, but Ranta makes the save there. And then just a little while later, Cat has a blocker shot. It's stopped, and Greg goes to the net. He's driving hard to the net, but we can't blame the refs on this one, Martian. That is an obvious kind of bats it in with his uh, glove, and that goes in right away. The ref says no goal on that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was just a bit of a brain fart by Ridley or just a reactionary kind of thing where the puck's right in front of him, and so is the net, and it's open, so he just kind of bats it in, hopes for the best. You would like to see him probably use his head a little bit and just use try to use his stick if he could. Yeah,
0: um, not literally use his head.
1: Yeah, but the last thing we wanted to Pilsy, was another high sticking review on this game, so
0: <laughs> so no maybe
1: it's a good thing just to get that over with and make it blatant. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's the, the better play there I think for him obviously was that 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 breakaway where he tried that that big reach around move and just got robbed, but
0: way she goes there buddy. Yeah, exactly. So at this point, it's 2-1 for the Hurricanes. We're going to get to the rest of this game after a quick read and a little note from our friends over at the Glebe Central Pub. They are the postcast sponsor. If you guys have been following along with the postcast, all 121 of you in the chat, you already know about the Glebe Central Pub. They are located in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, great drinks, and the most important thing, in my opinion, great service. If you're there, say what up to Dave, the manager. All the servers are great. The bartenders, they'll get you your food and drinks when you need it, and they'll have a lot of fun doing it. We always have a blast when we go to the Gleep Central Pub. Martian, we're going to be going there again this weekend after the Tampa Bay game, hopefully celebrating an Ottawa Senators victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning And there's only one place to do that. It's at the pub that is as much of a Sens fan as you are. They even arrange shuttles to bring Sens fans to the game for only 15 bucks. So check them out. 779 Bank Street. It's the Glebe Central Pub. The heart of the Glebe, your neighborhood friendly Sens pub. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have amazing flavors. I just found out today they're bringing back the Snickerdoodle Built Bar Puff. That is an unreal flavor. Sounds like a treat, doesn't it, Martian? But no, this is a protein bar. Sounds tasty. Yeah, and don't just take my word for it. Don't just take Martian's word for it. Go to built.com, get yourself a mix box, and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. We're sweetening the deal here. So go to built.com, promo code on 15 for 15% off your next order. It's built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, back to the game here. The Carolina Hurricanes up 2-1 and... I think uh, this is where the Ottawa Senators, I thought they had a nice second period. And in my notes, I've just got so many good Levy saves, like a huge one-timer save on Goss, this bear. And uh, he's just able to make those big saves on those players. And Martian, once again, we've got to look to the refs here because... Jake Sanderson, does. this man simply does not take penalties. And I think he's only taken four all year. And one of them was on a high-sticking penalty that was not his stick. And add this to the list, Martian. This, yeah, this is his fifth penalty. And this isn't his fault either. I'm pretty sure it's Martin Natchez that lifts this puck out of play. And Sanderson knows it right away. Giroud knows it. The bench knows it. And they're furious what what do you do on this one though, Martian? Because I'm pretty sure this is a play that's not reviewable.
1: I I don't I don't know what the ref is doing. If he didn't see him actually flip it out on his own, then why is he making this call? And not only that, not only was it not him who flipped it out, the thing rode the glass all the way out as well. So it's like there's two reasons why that shouldn't have been a penalty of Jake Sanderson. I don't know what to say. Like, I, I think, like, I think it was pretty obvious. Everybody in the building knew it shouldn't have been a penalty. Every, you know, everyone saw it on the jumbotron. Like, can the ref not just like look up and watch the replay and be like, oh crap, I screwed that up. Never mind, no penalty. It's like, remember the time Kale McCarr waved off a, of, uh, you know, he said like, oh, I just fell on my own. He didn't trip yeah. me. Like, it shouldn't be a call. Like how how can that get reversed just by a conversation and, and not this when you know DJ's just saying you know dude go look at it again or, or trust me we all just saw it on the jumbotron like you're gonna look like an idiot if you make this call, um, but I guess once they once they blow it down that's it.
0: Yeah unfortunate penalty there for jake sanderson luckily though it doesn't lead to anything even though there's it ends up getting to uh, or that makes it a five on three a long one a minute 50 that leads into the next period but or i guess no that does end up uh costing them as that is the penalty that uh they or wait no i'm all mixed up here no the ottawa centers get a power play after this i have power play goal in my notes here so let's get to that the third period Fast holding penalty, and this was a great play by Batherson to keep the puck on his stick in between a player's legs, feeds it over to Cat, and Cat, head up, this guy is not a goal scorer. He is a hashtag disher, apparently, <laughs> as he feeds Brady Kachuk back door for a nice, easy goal, and that ties it up too.
1: i I'm re- I'm really hoping you saying that has a reverse Stephen Holiday effect, where now yeah. he's all of a sudden once again going to become a great goal scorer. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, hell of a pass there. Nice little tic tac co- toe play. I think Stuarts with the little curl move at the top of, of the of the blue line prior was actually, and he kind of like. It was a tough angle pass over to Bathston. And then he makes that turn play to, to debrink it. And then all of a sudden it's a long, long range two on one. Everyone's standing still, and it's kind of an easy play for them. And and Kachuk with that those those mitts in front of the net, he makes no mistake there and just to flex that thing top shelf. And so yeah, a great goal. Nice little power play bounce back goal there. And now all of a sudden the game, the game's tied up, Pillsy.
0: Yeah, I was feeling good about it when they tied this game oh, up, yeah, I at this point They got some momentum here and I, I thought that the Ottawa Senators really won that third period as well. They get a couple good chances, and uh Levy keeps making saves right down the stretch, and that takes this one to overtime. And I, I thought overtime the Ottawa Senators weren't really able to get anything going. Like it seemed like the Carolina Hurricanes dominated that one. And Levy was pretty lucky here because Martin Natchez he does a wraparound and completely fools him, but luckily he can't tuck it and it goes through the crease. But if I do have one knock on Levy, it's his wrap around uh, reads and recovering and positioning on them. Didn't he exactly back look great. He, he does yeah. get back.
1: He gets back around pretty quick. But yeah, a little yeah. bit of a uh, Craig Anderson. Almost. I know. I, I, that's what I, I know what you yeah, uh, the way he plays them is very Anderson-esque. I think is what you're trying to say, right?
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate because that was almost a guaranteed a goal. And Craig that. Anderson. Yeah, Wraparound goals. My God, but that doesn't lead to the goal. It's Seth Jarvis, this was a kid uh, when it was his draft year. Ross and I were all over. He's an absolute stud, and he's turning into one for the Hurricanes. He charges into the zone. Brady and Sanderson are both the guys back. And what he does is he stops up, and both Brady and Sanderson just allow that play to settle. And they kind of wait for the next course of action or the next reaction to that. And what that does is that allows him to stop up, leave it there, and who else but martin hs he blasts it top shelf post and in no chance for levy on that one either and i think that's one martian where they i mean it happens so quick it's easy to say on a replay and watching it back but one of brady or jake needs to step up into the play there right
1: eh? yeah maybe they just had a bit of miscommunication about who was going to go and there was yeah, too but- much hesitation and then it just happened so fast and he gets that to nick and who's just Absolutely flying into the zone there too, by the way. So like it seemed like everybody else was standing still, but it was almost like a Jarvis pulled the almost you know that Alfredson move that he used to love to do every time he'd come into the zone, he'd cross the blue line, and he'd stop up and wait for his own players, and he'd hit someone with a great pass like that. Um, That's when he's not the guy driving the the net, that is. But yeah, I know. um, Yeah, it was a great play there, and and it's tough to. That's the way it's got to end for uh, Marilynin's debut because. It would have been really nice to see him get get the W.
0: Yeah, and I think all the players, uh, obviously, Captain Chip, Brady, leading by example, they go over to him and they say, "Hey, don't don't get too down about this loss. You played amazingly, and I would agree with that." So, three two overtime loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. Martian, who is your Sen Central standout?
1: Uh, I want to go with Alex DeBrinket. I thought his just nice. his, his playmaking tonight. Um. I'll, yeah, I guess I'll leave Marilyn and for you goalie friendly showed. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, for me it's Alex Dabrinkit. Um, You know the two the two assists. I I know that only one was primary, even though you know the first goal he definitely was the you know. Uh, the main playmaker on that play, Ridley Gregg, just got a stick on it on its way over to Giroux. Um, so lucky assist there by by uh, Ridley Gregg to uh, steal that second primary away from Alex DeBrinket. But I just thought he was buzzing out there tonight. He makes so many good plays, and he's been really hot lately too, right? He's been you know producing, uh, and that's yeah. what we brought him in for. And so uh, I love to give him recognition when he's kind of doing his job, even if it's not the guy who's putting it in the back of the net he still um you know he's he's making things happen out there for his teammates and and you know driving offense which is a big thing that we need to see from him especially if he's going to end up getting a bigger contract so um alex DeBrinkett, that's the standout
0: yeah i like it in his last five games he has three goals and then now the the two assists so five points in his last five games and yeah i'm with zachary pay the man It's time uh To (laughs) he can't be messing around with this anymore because it seems like the longer this goes, the more he's kind of upping his next contract value, even if, like you mentioned, it's not by the way of goals, which is what we thought Alex DeBrinkett would be doing here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys are going to have a long offseason with not many draft picks to talk about. uh, Alex DeBrinkett, possible extensions, but I agree. Yeah, the sooner the better would probably be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Although I'm sure it's one of those situations where while the season's going on, whether it's cat or the agent or who has just said, we're not going to do any contracts,
1: Yeah. Variations. At this point, it's pretty rare. You see guys signing at this point in the season, but yeah, I think it's, you know, a little bit of off season time and they should get it done pretty quick. Hopefully it's not one of those ones that ends up getting dragged into the training camp or anything. Cause I don't think that's the kind of thing that will do a player like to bring it any favors anyways. So uh, best to just get it out of the way. If you can. Yep.
0: I agree. Now my sense central standout. Got to go to the goalie, Levy, Carolina. I mean, like we've already mentioned, uh, this loss was not on him at all. He gets 34 saves on 37 shots, and he makes a lot of really good saves up against a lot of really good players. Like he stopped Nates a bunch of times. Um, I thought he had a couple good saves on ajo Like he was all over the place, and I love the way the Hurricanes do a really good job of moving the puck and getting it to one timers on the flanks near the faceoff dots. But that didn't uh, mess Levy up at all. He was reading the plays. He slides over smoothly. He seems to be a really positionally
1: sound goalie and His technically puck handling is good too. Pills. Yeah, that's also I thought, true. I thought that, you know he's confident handling the puck, which is an interesting thing too. I yeah. like I like that.
0: Yeah, and I'd be interested to know if uh, goalies play the puck a lot uh, in the Finnish leagues, if that's kind of a big part of their game or not. But yes, uh, Kara, we're back to being a goalie friendly show tonight. We always are goalie friendly, but we got to keep it real sometimes when they're bad. We gotta call a spade a spade here, otherwise we're just.
1: Crying. I love Kara calling us out for that because there it was a bit of a can't tell but rip fest last postcast. <laughs> I mean, if it was, it was anything, but...
0: <laughs> if it was anything else, then we gotta look ourselves in the mirror and say, "Are we're we're too big of goalie huggers here?" Sometimes, rarely, but sometimes it is the goalie's fault. Uh, but this certainly was not. Oh, we got uh, producer Ross on the on the call here, jumping in. I just like to say I love goalies. See ya. Okay, all right. If there ever was any doubt, Ross loves goalies and wants to see a Cam Talbot long-term extension.
1: I thought he was um, going to get on there and defend himself there and, and say he wasn't <laughs> ripping Cam Talbot, but I think, yeah, anyways.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Um, what are your thoughts after this game, Martian? I mean, they, they get another point here. I, I think uh, we were talking before, it would have been nice to get this win just so that you can kind of erase the stink of that overtime loss up against the Blue Jackets, but... yeah.
1: Yeah, It would have been, yeah, if you get this win, if you really wanted to, you could look at it and, and just pretend that you won the uh, the Columbus game and then this one went to overtime and you lost in OT. If you get the three points out of the four in those two games, you can just fake it that way. But obviously that's not the way it works. Um, yeah, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's just a, kind of a disappointing finish to I think a good push against a, a good opponent as well, especially when the team's as banged up as they are um you know for them to still have a a lot of good fight in them uh is 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 a nice sign going into next season um even though this one's not quite completely done yet um but yeah no overall thoughts were just yeah just that and uh and i just didn't like the officiating tonight i usually don't complain we don't talk about the refs no no we don't do that nope um but yeah uh, those are the kind of two things it's like as soon as that stuff starts happening it's already hard enough to play against the, you know, the hurricanes at home. But as soon as you're fighting the refs too, it's like, oh man, it's like it's such an uphill battle. So um, it's not, it's not, it's not easy. It's not fun.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, but you got to tip your cap to these guys. It doesn't seem like they're just lying, lying down and uh, calling it quits here. I think the effort is good. Brady, Chuck clearly not playing at hundred percent and still has a really good game. In my opinion, scoring the game time goal. Um, and, and, this is a Carolina Hurricanes team that just has so much depth. Like they're able to just roll four lines. All three of their D pairs are really good. Both of their goalies are solid. They're well coached. Like you're lucky to beat this team at the best of times with the healthiest of rosters. So, I'm not too disappointed. It's just the end of this season is dwindling down in a in a in a way that uh, really killed all the fun momentum we had in early March.
1: Yeah. And I think we we just need to keep pointing out, you know, the the little things that are going to happen now going to the end. Like we're going to see a lot of these kids and I thought, but, you know, if we want we can talk about uh, Sokolov a little bit. I thought um he looked better than his last stint with the big club. I, I still don't know if his skating is like great. Um, but he looks it's faster. not a strong point. No, he definitely. Looks faster. But I think it's he better. Looks faster exactly. And he just needs to get used to having that you know a little bit less time I think with the puck on his stick to to get a shot off or, or make his chances work for him, but um, I, I didn't think he was terrible or anything, that's for sure. A couple speed wobbles, maybe, making those tight turns. But other than that, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's fun to see him up with the big club, I think, right, and, and then Merrill and and JBD and Clevin playing together. Like, it's kind of weird, right, and you got six 2020 draft picks in the lineup, um, it's just kind of interesting times, I think, this end of this year. I, I wanna take a look at some of the the other guys in Belleville. Like I would love to see Crookshank get a chance. Exactly. I feel like his story after last year with the with the breaking with well, he broke his leg, right? Or his ankle.
0: Knee injury, yeah. Oh his
1: knee, right. Sorry. So uh yeah, like that's that's just that would be a cool story to see him come and play a game. Um, but those are the kind of things we gotta look forward to, right? Like Timmy yeah. Timmy maybe hitting forty and Drew hitting a thousand points. Um, those are kind of the storylines I'm looking at now to finish things off.
0: Yep. Agreed. Uh, Igor Sokolov plays seven minutes, 12 seconds in this one. So not as much ice time as you like, but when the Sens basically are killing a penalty for six straight minutes in this one, that um, you're not going to get much time for Igor Sokolov. Although it was nice to see him playing on that second power play unit where Claude Giroux and the kids uh, took over, but you get 35 goals for Brady. 30 for Zeru and a career high 38 assists for Alex DeBrinket. So some nice some nice milestones and numbers overall in this one, even though it is a 3-2 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. The Ottawa Senators' next game is up against the Florida Panthers. That was originally the last Mufasa game, but Mufasa has already fallen off the cliff, unfortunately, Martian. So that's mostly just a pride game and uh, another Matthew versus Brady battle here and. Then it's back home up against Tampa where we will have boots on the ground. Uh, I'm stoked for that game, Marcia. Stoked to get back into the city to see
1: you. Yeah, we're going to get a healthy dose of each other this week as well, Pilsy, because I'm back on the postcast on Thursday. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll be ready to run around town with you guys on Saturday afternoon and running right to the evening there and, and probably the wee hours of Sunday morning as well. <laughs> uh, I would imagine if, if it goes anything like our typical trip's Yes. Um, with you guys coming into town. So I'm excited, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great week. Um and we should mention too, um oh, actually never mind, I had a stat. I forgot I just forgot it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, good thing we mentioned that. Uh yeah. ho- hopefully you didn't get duped again like your oh, pal- no, I, Curtis I Joseph it. was the e rem- bug for the Leafs game, like oh, the last no, post. I remember that. This is oh, really let's hear it.
1: Um, no, it's uh, the Sens' first time having two 35 goal scores with, with Timmy and uh, Kachuk now hitting 35 since Danny Heatley and Daniel Offerson did it, I believe, in the 2006 2007 season. Um, so that's a it's a great that's a great look. Yep, you
0: love to see it and. You'll have to see more Sens hockey as there's only a couple games left in the season here. So we're going to enjoy them as much as we can. And thank you to everyone. Over 100 people in the chat today. We love all you guys. We are not doing a tank-a-thon spin. Not tonight. That's not the vibe. Yeah, Steve, Steve King right? season lost because Pillsy went to Chicago. The season is on Pillsy. My bad, guys. My bad. I promise you. I have bo- I will be boycotting Ottawa Senators versus Chicago Blackhawks games for quite some time now. I will not see another one. So we don't have to worry about that. That's two losses we can already turn into wins come next season. And next season is going to be exciting. But this one's not over yet. But thank you for joining myself, Brandon Piller at Laleem's Martian, The Martian, in another edition of the Locked On Senators podcast, the postcast edition presented to you by the Glebe Central Pub and Bill Bar. Thank you, guys. We'll have a new episode of the Locked On Senators podcast for you tomorrow with Ross to break down this one. Have a good night. It's the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.